past four Sony, minutes. Sony's, <laughs> Sony's great with their um, with being a publisher. So far, at least. Yep. And with that, welcome back to the Space Society Collective. Part mm-hmm. two of The Last of Well, Yeah, part two. We're reviewing episode three of The Last of Us. Technically, yes, we're reviewing episode three, but it's technically part two. See, no, don't want to complicate by saying part two since there's a part two of the game. Exactly. That, where uh, they made episode, I think episode might be better just so that way it's less confusing. Episode three, part two to this review. <laughs> okay. God damn it, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this, this is, is a long, how- long time of a title for an episode of a game Glass adaptation Glass Onion, a Knives Out movie. Say, it's been a long, it's a long, long time. <laughs> yes. You knew what I uh, yes. I hope you have your tissue boxes ready. We're about I to, went there. We're about, to, we're about to recap episode three. I just watched it like an hour ago, an hour and a half ago. I watched it at work before I got here. At work? Were you you were crying at work? Uh, luckily, for the last hour, oh. my boss leaves, so I'm alone in the office for the last hour. I started watching it like 15 minutes before he left, and I just had to like flip my phone over when he left. But then for like the next hour, nobody called me, so I was just like, all right, cool, I'm at my desk right now. Mm. Oh. What was the name of the song that was played in there? Is it called All on Time? It is. Uh, yeah. 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 That's also the name of the episode, right? Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Oh, God. It's crazy what music, like, what streaming does or TV shows does for, like, the popularity of songs. I forget, like, how how much the streaming of it uh, has increased because of The Last of Us. Right. Uh, there's a couple articles that's like, oh, it's up by 665%. It's now on top, blah, 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 because of the show. So yeah. the impact of TV shows that have um, old music that's, like, been long gone and forgotten. Like, I have oh, yeah. never heard that artist. Yeah. because like this, um, I heard of Well, because especially with, like, when it's used in the right way. Because obviously, like, Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill was used beautifully in Stranger Things. I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful song. And rightfully deserved its peak of mm-hmm. popularity that it got but yeah once like if you use a song wisely and smartly like people are gonna be like fuck yeah give me this song like Fleetwood Mac in Our Flag Means Death yep. like how many more 70s fucking anthems is the gay community gonna keep getting like right. just like when um, the original Last of Us came out um, when Maybe this what happens in the next episode, you know, when something happens. When it was in the truck listening to Hank Williams Jr. Alone and Forsaken. Yeah. And that like stuck is just stuck in my head that whole scene. Oh my god. I swear to God, if they end the season on that song, I will lose it. Oof. I will in the best way, worst way possible. Oh, like it's like that song. I don't not like country, right? I don't fuck with country at all. But that song just hits me dead on, especially with like how it sets up the scene in the video game. I know we talk about the show, but in how they, it's just like how they set up the scene with that song and like how you know they're like the the words that are played in the song is like evokes 
the emotion that's going on in the scene. It's like yeah. paired with it, you know. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's still on topic because like the same way that they did in the game, they're doing in the show where they're like their music choices are not only poignant to like what is happening in the story at the moment, but you mm-hmm. can normally find them as double entendres for the situations of the characters that are directly involved. Yes. In the scene. Yes. yes. Or like, oh my god. And, and they did that beautifully this episode. And that's why it makes it resonate like even more, you know. Like it's not like a background song that they choose like for to play in the background of the backing track of the scene. It's actually a song that's being like um used or like being played in their yeah. world. It's being you know? interactive. What is it? Is it diegetic? Is that what it's called? Like where the song's like in like in the is that moment a term not for like it? I want to say that there's a term for it. I want to say it's diegetic. Nice. It's like diegetic and non-diegetic and non-diegetic is like the uh the orchestral score we hear. So like again, like people playing Max Richter's on the nature of daylight every time you hear that fucking song, which mm-hmm. was the song that was playing on their last day. Like every time you yeah. hear that song, come on, you're gonna be like, "Fuck, I know I'm gonna, mm-hmm, I'm gonna yeah. cry, I'm gonna yeah, cry." Yeah. But you know, you're right. It's diegetic. Yeah. You taught me yeah. a new word. Yes, That's I learned awesome. something new today. Like the you're way, welcome. But it's diegetic, and then like is like when the context of the story, what's going on, and like everything just resonates even more powerful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I hope, they, yeah. Get, I hope that we get more moments like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Our, you know, like how they play "Take on Me" in the trailers and stuff like that. Yeah, I hope we have a moment of that. You know, but like maybe they save that for part two. Like, yeah. Anyways, what a wonderful episode, guys! We fucking masterpiece. People were worried about this series being good. They yeah. They were worried that oh, it's gonna be a hor- not a horrible film. We got the best minute in twenty. I don't know. Hour and twenty minutes a TV of all time. There, I said. Yeah, an hour and twenty minutes of best TV. I'll put it up there. Like, there's not a lot of things that that fill TV that long. But I'll say, I'll say this: it was better than Sherlock at that long. <laughs> oh my god, yes. It's better. Don't than- get me started on my Stephen Moffat no, hate train. Yes, yeah, it's not. Yes, no. It's, no. <laughs> no. It's, it's the best TV in TV history. If they don't win Emmys. They don't win whatever awards that goes to TV shows and whatever. I'm rioting. Yeah. Like, if Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett do not, at the very least, get nominated for the special guest performance. It was insanely good. I was, I was, it just from from every moment, from every moment, and we have to, we have to really love that first line. Okay. So... (laughs) You, I love Nick Offerman, and I feel like it was pitch-perfect casting for him as Bill. But do you know who was originally cast and had to drop out because of who, scheduling conflicts? Who was cast for Bill? Everybody's shortest, bitchiest little pirate king, Con O'Neill. Who? Izzy Is from that... Our Flag Me's Izzy? Death. Izzy? Wait, Izzy from what? Our flag, Our flag means, means death. death. Which one's Izzy? Izzy Hands. Izzy, Izzy Hands, hands the, the little short. 
the the yeah. older the older guy that's like like uh, the first mate to Blackbeard. He play. I think was he also the police chief in the Batman yeah. with Robert Pattinson? Yes. Yeah. No, like no, no, no. Con O'Neill is like character actor like extraordinaire and been in so many fucking things. But yeah. Was it that someone else as um Gordon in the Batman? No, this well, Gordon, Gordon wasn't was chief of police yet. He was a detective or commissioner, or whatever. It was he was the... he was just a detective, oh. so it was his boss. See, you got me fucked up. You got me slipping. Old okay. right? Like I heard that because if you guys are not listening to the Last of Us podcast, you no. absolutely do need to okay. be listening to the okay. Last of Us yeah. podcast because it's it's Neil Druck- Druckmann, uh, Craig Messon, and then um Tony uh, Troy Baker. Oh yeah. my god! The thing is, though, the thing is, though, I forget to listen to it. I listened to the first episode. Yeah, I listened to the first episode. And I was like, "This is amazing." Um, they do, they did have a companion podcast for Last of Us Two as well, um, Part Two. I re- highly suggest y'all listen to that if you haven't. But like, yeah, I need to go back and listen to episode two and three. I keep on forgetting to do it during work because I get mm-hmm. caught up in meetings. But that's my prime podcast at the same time. But anyways. Yeah, so, like, I am just, I would love to have seen what he would have brought to the character of of Bill, but I also can't help but be happy that I'm like, oh, well, our flag means death, uh, scheduling conflicts caused uh, fucking Nick Offerman to I mean, take I mean, this honestly, beautiful role. If it, was, if it was between him as Bill and him as Izzy, I would take the Izzy performance and absolutely yes. I'm very happy with it. I think it's like yes. in the- because like I forget Craig Maslin or someone said that like um I think it was, I forget who was the person that said that but like um said this um that they quoted from but they said that like um this humanity the com- comedian actors have humanity in their performances I I said that when we were talking about it last but like there, it was no 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 not from you not from you I'm talking about mm-hmm. like a very um, established director as someone that's that casts but like yeah. that's a good call out from you. But like comedic <laughs> people, comedic people have like the sense to touch into or tap into like these deep recesses of humanity that like no one else can. It's and the... like it's very telling with like how Nick Offerman, true, yeah. Nick Offerman in these like roles and like how how is like he doesn't have to say anything in like most of the scenes and like, you can like feel everything that the character is feeling. Yeah, like the the I I think it's very funny that people were complaining about the first two episodes when they were like, why does everybody move so slow? And we were talking about it's like everyone's old. It's like they really they really did move slow in this one, but it didn't feel like it because it every single movement, every like conversation, every like facial expression was part of the storytelling. It's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy it's so- how much you can catch with it. It's so subtle and so good. Mm-hmm. But, okay, this episode opens up with Joe and Ellie immediately after Tess um, sacrifices herself and then back on the road again. And, Te- yep. and Joe doing a riverside grave for Tess and him and Ellie getting into a little, like, tiff about, like, Joe blaming her on Tess' death. And they quickly yeah. go to the gas station where Joe has some stash away. And that's like not even the story, you know. That's not we don't like. I'm so surprised. I was like, I don't care about Joe and Ellie. And that's a prelude, at all. yeah, at all. Like, like this is like, the Bill episode. Yeah, and he's like, 
Ellie's like, oh, wow, how is um is Bill nice? He, he's like, nah, Frank is. And, like, you know, we get that flashback. And it shows, yeah. like, I don't know, the flashback happens when, like, it's so crazy how well the flashback happens, you know? How contextually, yeah. how it works with Joe's like, no, Ellie, I don't want you to see this. You know, yeah. and Ellie goes up ahead and sees all those dead bodies and corpse and Joel explains what happened. And it does that flashback onto the clothes of the dead bodies we see, the decomposed skeletons that we see. And um, you see a flashback of those people that is about to get murdered um, ruthlessly. And you see Bill Chuck, like looking to himself like, oh, no, fuck that. I'm not going along with them. I don't trust them. And mm-hmm. like, lo and behold, like his, um, you know, his intuition was correct. You know, he was like one of those crazy bunker um, conspiracy theorist people. That's like right wing and everything. What was the What was the first line? I just really love the delivery, and it's such I a good way. Fuck it, not today, you new world order jackboot fucks. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> yeah. wondering it. I couldn't remember if it was motherfuckers or fucks. Oh, and it's so like, funny because they so like a like a little spoilers, I guess for the. Uh, podcast episode but they also talk about that and Craig said that that wasn't supposed to be a spoken line that was just he put that as like Bill's thought process so that like nice. Nick Offerman could know and Nick Offerman's like mm, nah, that's no I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this line <laughs> I'm just like oh I love it that love it so great. much <laughs> no but it was like Oh god, sorry. Yeah, the so the the episode continues. Like even even obviously it's the Bill episode. I just thought it was really poignant in the beginning like uh showing that little that little tidbit of Ellie and the infected. Mm-hmm. I I still think like I know it's the mainly Bill episode, but that one moment I do want to touch on just for a second. Okay, only, yeah. so good. Only because I think it's a really good prelude. Also also, to interrupt real quick, it's, no, not, it's doing a disservice by saying it's the Bill episode. Okay, it's, it's the, the Bill and Frank episode. It's the Bill and Frank episode. <laughs> Bill and Frank love episode. Yes, it's the it. Okay, is it in your opinion? Should it be Brank or uh, or what would it be? It would be Brank, Brank. or Frail, Frail, or, or Frail. It's Frail. Yeah, doing it for the frills. It's frill. Yep. Ah, for the it's frill. Like that. Yep. <laughs> but yes, but um, like we have that great moment with Ellie, and then just the like conversation. I really did enjoy that one. Like, like you pointed out in the beginning, that moment of just like, "Hey, I wasn't gonna say sorry. I was gonna say you made your choices. Don't blame me." Oh my god! Yes, her like fucking sticking up for herself. Like, oh, oh, ah. Bella Ramsey is Ellie. How snappy her timing, her sassiness, mm-hmm. just like how she sticks up for herself, who's not afraid. And like that's someone that like has this like I'm stealing words from the podcast or whatever, but like she has this danger about her, you know, mm-hmm. that's like underlying that you haven't seen yet. And yeah. we can see a little bit in the scene that you about to point out where she like um looks at the um she 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 at the infected she does have like emotion but like she's like okay do they have souls do they do they um are they are they little people in there are they still yeah. a little bit of those person people in there and she mm-hmm. was like testing it out to see like oh does it feel pain oh does it like notice me does it care about what's going on you know mm-hmm. it's just like that whole scene was just like very mm-hmm. airy like because this is the first time we get an up close with the effective 
uh, yeah. effectively see how they interact and yep. see like what like do they have any thoughts do they have any process like no nothing's there nothing's also, home yeah also shout out to like the makeup department and like the the, the dressing of it like I just love that subtle detail of the fucking white mat underneath the skin, which would absolutely be like a mat of fungus inside. Like it just makes so much sense. But you know, do you know who the um the costume and makeup person? Because I, I forget I forgot the name. But so I, I can't remember their name, but I know they also worked on Chernobyl. With oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, this person is really. Really and good. yeah, just amazing, well done. And also, just obviously, personal shout out to showcasing that like, um, Tampax is still a very important thing for a fourteen-year-old girl to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I was like, oh, yes, yes, I, those things would be a fucking premium, yep. goddamn premium. Yep, that makes. Sense. And also something that Joel would never think to grab but yeah. like oh just that's let's, let's be real let's blame marlene for not packing her pack with some um <laughs> i mean to be fair though I, like how quick would those have gone out and gone extinct right oh my Over god those things years, would have how how extinct would those things be fuck it that was a gold mine what she found that whole box like <laughs> gold mine because otherwise like, you're using like cloth or if you could, if you could whatever if you could trade a, pa a packet of seeds for a gun think about what you could trade for a single tampon oh okay can we also talk about again in the year 2022 we had oranges representing beautiful gay family and in 2023, we have it's strawberries strawberry. representing beautiful gay family. Well, fuck it. What's the next fruit? What's the next fruit that they're going to yeah. be using? Hmm? With oranges? Hmm? When did oranges? From our flag means our death. Our flag means stuff. See, like, that show to me didn't mean a lot to me. I'm sorry. It, it, did, okay. it, it didn't resonate with me as, as much as it did with y'all. So, like, I'm just, like, completely missing, like, No, that's. That's fair. It's it, okay. we we were the target audience. Yes, we yes. were the literal cross section of target audience. It makes sense. It's fine. Three hundred and fifty percent. But they, <laughs> like, they do things I enjoy. But continue. No, you're good. Yeah. But I just <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just cracking up at all the media. I'm like, ooh, what's the next fruit that we're gonna be obsessing over? We're gonna just be walking around in the store, just gonna be like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it strawberries. I'm calling my shot right now. I'm going to bet okay. blueberries. Ooh. Solid. Solid pick. Mm. That's, that's my bet for right now. Unless all of a sudden we have like a massive like loss of one specific fruit for whatever reason within the next five years. And uh, uh, it's going to be that one. <laughs> no, my bet is apples because you cut apples. Pirates eat apples a lot for some reason. But like, also... Eat, people eat apples. See, I'm gonna, mm. But the thing is, apples are already used as a trope for, like, the generic asshole in the film. Yeah. They're already Sin, used to illustrate, like, the like, asshole or, like, the know-it-all, like, better-than-you character. Yeah. I'm gonna, even though this is slightly cheating, because we did have a couple of gay ones last year, but I'm gonna go with Kiwis. Okay. 
That's not a bad one either. I could see that on a on a Hawaiian shirt. Here's the thing. That's the real test. Is it gay enough to be on a Hawaiian shirt and you actually see someone wear it? Probably gay. Oh. Okay, speaking. Okay, but that I was going to say that's a good segue to game bill. Right? Wait, moment is science, though. Moment is science for tests. Oh, right. Play tests. Yo, for real. Yeah. And what was her name? Anne? Where? Where? That shit. Uh, Annie Wershing. Yes. Right. That's for her. The the original actor of. Christian, Boba is silence. We don't want dead air, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you're good. I I just straight up didn't hear you when you said that, <laughs> so that's my bad. But at the same time, yeah. That's very unfortunate. Yes. Just like the uh, Hawaiian shirt Frank had to die in in. Oh my god! The game Last of Us. Right. Like, uh, I, that's not what happened I am, in the episode. I am genuinely sad I didn't get to see Bella Ramsey and Nick Offerman just like fucking snipping at each other the whole time, like yeah. fucking doing pot shots at each other. But what we got was just so much better. What we got makes sense. Yeah, a lot of people were very upset that they didn't get that, you know. Um, a lot of like, I don't know. I feel like bigoted people was upset about that more than ever. Like, they, of course, they had like, yo, big crips, you know, like back and forth, like how, mm-hmm. like, uh, Bill's like, oh, watch my six. She's, she's like, oh, you can't miss it, <laughs> you know, like, right. I'm just going back and forth. It's just like that would have been amazing. Just yeah, like, like this is even better. So much better, like oh, so much better. And I just, I really appreciated that. Um, it, like, it wasn't tropey, right? Um, it, it was just, it was beautiful and genuine love story, like that. Again, like Nif- Nick Offerman's character is how I would like to see more closeted gay men uh, portrayed as instead of like say Izzy Hands who is so closeted he leans towards homophobia like just I'm sort of done with that but like oh just fucking god damn it just they found love in apocalypse and it was just oh it's beautiful they were so adorable and I love to see like when it went from like, um, when they first hooked up to like fucking Frank bursting out of like, oh fuck you, man! Like, yeah, perfect. Just transitions. Let's, beautiful. Let's start with like the transitions in this like episode were like brilliant. Like they were like, masterfully done. Also, okay, so okay, so when they first met, was an amazing scene too. When Frank falls in the hole, the trap that Bill's that lets him out, and um, Bill's like, "Yo, I need some food," and then like, um, no, Frank is like, "Oh, I need some food." Then Bill's like, "Yo, this is not an Arby's. We, there's no free dinner out here, free lunch." Yeah, and he's like, Frank's like, 
Um, but like Arby's was a restaurant. That was <laughs> a- oh, that that kind of sass when a gun is pointed at you is literally a defense <laughs> mechanism, and I love it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh god! It just like the suit, like, like that. and so like you know Frank comes in, comes in this house and stuff like that, and you know he needs to find a way to like be able to stay, you know. And he sees that, like, there's, there's things that need his presence there, you know. After he's dusty, after he's nasty, you know, mm-hmm. how he, like, went to the mantle and, like, brushed his finger and saw that dust, you know, while Nick Offerman, uh, Bill, just cooking and stuff like that. He comes back out, and Bill immediately notices that single, um, a single fingerprint from that dust. Yep. There. And it was, like, so shocked to see it because he's so used to seeing, like, the the room the same way that he's been seeing it for like how many years like two years it was four years at that point four years okay it's like just the dichotomy of like yeah he's he's surviving but he's not living you know like and that i think was the whole point and just like just the beautiful thing of like not even like finding someone worth living for but i mean also just like Kind of. I just think he gave him a reason to live. Yeah. He was live. That's what I'm going to live for. He was like a reason to live. And like he did, like Bill was just living, right? And when yeah. you have a live, you can enjoy it more. You can protect that thing. And you can, you know, have a more fulfilled life. And that's what Frank was to Bill. And what, what was um, Frank to Bill? A Bill to Frank, you know? Yeah. So they both saved each other from that apocalypse. And just like, that moment where, like, Bill was saying, <laughs> I think Frank is so calculated and smart and straightforward that, like, he's like, oh, how can I find a way to stay here? Or, like, yeah. find a way for this person to open up for me. It's like, oh, I see that I see that piano. And, like, part of me thinks that, like, Frank, like, purposely played that song horribly. Just so oh, my Bill God. Go on there and be like, okay, this is how it's really done to open up to him. And so mm-hmm. that, like, lets him to, like, be open to receiving Frank, you know, be more open to receiving that love. Even though, like, you know, it was like, he was open to, like, to playing that piano. So he's open to, like, you know, ooh, it was, uh, that scene was just, like, so amazingly put, especially Dick Offerman's face and, like, expression when, like, when he was singing that song and the emotion that like, went into it. And then, like, Frank, like kissing, like like going up to him, like oh, what's your name? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he kisses him, and like the tear is rolling down his cheek, like ah, yeah. oh. yeah. oh because it's gosh, like you can see Frank. It's like oh my gosh, like it was oh, just sorry, a beautiful it. scene. Yeah, it's, it's so like, subtle, and you could miss the tear falling down their face. You know, it's mm-hmm. like what's your name? <laughs> you know, it's just like amazing. Like it's the. I don't want to say it's the best gay, uh, best gay love story. I think it's like one of the best love stories I've seen. Period. Because it's and, like you can mm-hmm. you can really feel the emotion coming from Frank in that scene, especially with the tear. Because it's like you can tell that he's trying to find a way, but he's also like looking at how Bill's living, and you can almost read in his face that he's like sad for him, mm-hmm. and like yeah. like concerned about him on that level of like this is a person that doesn't just like want love but needs it because it's like even even in that moment of like 
the the tier i think what it was i mean at least the way that i read it was like it it felt like like frank was was like saddened by the fact that someone who has defended themselves so well even in this like apocalyptic situation is still so closed off even to themselves and oh my yeah. god let's let's talk about frank's daddy energy though he right. was like, as soon as I kiss, and that like oh. romantic. Yo, moment. yo, and like, I, and like, Nick Armin, I felt like, um, and 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 they, um, in the lack of better words or terms, like I felt like he was a giddy little girl, right in that moment, like a like a like a teen was... that like mustard because like. <laughs> He was like, oh. <laughs> I, like, I could yeah. almost hear the thing from Parks and Rec being like, <laughs> that little laugh. I could almost hear it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> the energy that um, Frank was, was like, daddy energy. He's like, okay, go upstairs, yeah. take a shower. He was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Yo. In that but moment, just, I was uh, just like, oh, then... goddamn. That's, that's going to be hot and heavy. Oh, my God. But also just, like, how adorable and genuine that scene was, where, like, obviously Frank is like, have you ever done this before? Like, checking yeah. in with him to be like, what? Oh my where god, you at? Tired. Um, yeah. I was like, oh my god, and then, so like, setting, oh setting the ground rules. We gotta start with the basic things first, and work our way up. Yes! But, like, also making sure, like, bro, I'm not a whore. I'm not doing this for a sandwich. Like, mm mm-mm. And I'm just like, communication. What? What? Like, oh, my God, communication, consent. Uh, uh, Like, like, just everything about the scene. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Not just hot, but fucking so well written in the way that the interaction should ideally be yeah like oh it's very rare that we get this much care in it yes like again this was just like this was a beautiful short film about love it could be self-contained and like it is it is it is self-contained but like i feel like this could be like one like a short like a um tribeca film short that you can like watch about like someone falling in love during the pandemic and like like during like a um, post-apocalyptic world, and yo, you don't need any context of the world and then stand alone all by itself. It was so funny. Like we we brought this up briefly a, a minute ago, but it was it was so funny uh, that the other day before this episode came out, I recommended the show to my dad, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're really gonna like it." And then I'm like, "Oh, he's not gonna make it through this episode." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, if it was one kiss, that kiss in the beginning, I know he's fine. But, like, the rest of it, I guarantee you he's not making it through that one. <laughs> yeah. That shit made one me laugh. One of my coworkers was, it, was like, like he's like, the episode was fine. He's like, but what do I care about, like, a love story? I'm just here for the zombies. And I'm like, do not talk to me about this show ever again. No. Like, oh, you just found that no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, mm, okay. We just tell it on yourself oh. now, bro. Okay, okay. We're not, not work friends anymore. We're not friends, period. So yeah, it's like the funny thing is, right? It's it really is. I think one of the one of the best things I think about it is what we mentioned earlier is the fact that it's like it's not 
about being a gay love story. It's just a love story. Because if you were to quote unquote take this story on paper and switch one of them out to female, it would still quote unquote be that classic love story I, I, that well, or not classic, uh, but it would I, still be low key. I think it would hold up, but like it wouldn't be as impactful. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be because, as impactful because, because Bill, his character was right wing, right? And we yeah. know how homophobic and like um. And not accepting of gay people, you know, the right wing usually yeah. are, right? Um, so, like, Bill being on that side, just like, I feel like there was a little self-hatred there that he couldn't be himself. Yeah. And, like, in some ways, this um, the world ending was allowed him to find himself in Frank at the same time to allow yeah. him to have that love, to be free of that. And the thing is, the details of this, too, though, that Massachusetts was the first state to um legalize gay marriage but it takes place in 2003 like a couple months before it was legalized there oh yeah they never would have been able to oh that makes sense see let me amend my statement because i don't mean to say that it's it's generic in the way that you can switch it because you do lose the nuance but what i mean is if 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 you look at it in a macro scale i think part of the reason that we like enjoy it as much and it feels as progressive as it is is because it is treating the the love story going on between bill and frank in the same like in the same focus and ways and care as you would a classic heterosexual relationship i think that's what i mean to say more yeah what what was that one movie that came out um i forget that starred the bill oh bros yeah, bros. You know, it's just I didn't like see that one. it's like it's not a movie that anyone would see. It's just not a good movie. I haven't even know? heard of it. <laughs> see, yeah, like you haven't heard of it. It hasn't been advertised. It just wasn't good. And I think that's sort of like an issue we still need to like overcome with Hollywood because it's like if say something gay fails, like Hollywood's like, oh, see, people don't want to see gay stuff. Um or if it's like, um, say, like Wonder Woman 2 being a pretty bad movie, so bad that they just scrapped the whole Wonder Woman series, despite the fact that they gave Zack Snyder, like, chance after chance to make progressively worse and worse movies yeah. for them. So there's just this weird, like, dichotomy of, like, I kind of want, like, <laughs> like, it, it feels weird to say, but I want, like, you know, like, gay movies to still have that same, like, sense of failure. Like, oh, that was just a bad gay movie, but still keep making gay movies. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Because, like, obviously with representation, it's very important. But, like, just for them, obviously, to be treated equally, to be able to fail as much as, like, white dudes can and yeah. still get away with shit. Yeah, that's fair. That because, like, as it stands right now, it's like, you gotta be fucking perfect. You gotta make, like, The Last of Us long, long time but episode to be, in, like, this is fucking perfection. In the, in the fact that this is, like, perfection all, all across all boards, you know? Not mm-hmm. only gay, not only straight, not only romance, not only, like, horror, not only action across all the boards. Like, this is, like, perfect storytelling. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but, like, the fact... Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, but, like, this is Sorry. amazing, great. I can't say anymore. 
And, like, even just, like, the small... Because, like, don't even get me started with, like, the beautiful details with Frank and Bill. Like, Frank wearing the shirt we come to know more of as Joel's shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but also, again, the tiny details. Like, Ellie being like, bitch, you got to go up in the sky. Like, why are you complaining about air traffic? Yeah. Like, or air travel? Like, you got to fly. Yep. Um, or her being amazed at just sitting in a car. Yeah. Not knowing what a like, seatbelt is. Yeah, it's it's like a spaceship. Like, yeah. That that one scene, I forgot. Uh, I forgot. Like for a moment, I forgot completely that she was born after like the world ended. So seatbelt. So I was like, oh, your seatbelt. Not even. I'm like, why are you being a jackass, Ellie? Like, put your seatbelt. And then, like, I realized, like, damn. Yeah. yeah. Like, not even knowing that, like, the fucking the beautiful letter that bill wrote but not yeah. understanding that <laughs> is laughing and she's yeah. just saying it like <laughs> like god just those yeah. tiny moments to remind you like this may seem normal to us but for her it's like what the fuck yeah, does that mean like there was that moment when they first walked into the house and ellie's just like whoa and it's like yeah because ellie's never seen a house that put together right <laughs> <laughs> like one that's not decrepit and falling apart. Yeah, I love that. Oh. Like, I love also that they like have like bits and pieces of like Easter eggs about like the game and like how much Ellie loves. Like even before like the second game comes, like in the second game, um, it's, it's revealed that she's like very crazy about space and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like spoiler, but like um, she she's crazy about space and like the. She likes spaceships and all that stuff. And the fact that they, like, puts, like, little drip drops, you know, mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, she likes space. You're going to see that more and more. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we're going to see you this moment that happens in the second game, you know, in the second season. So it makes more sense, actually, why she's making these space references. Yeah, they're putting yeah. all the seeds down. Yeah. It's just, oh. It was it was just it was so beautiful and I'm so glad because I feel like um shows like the strength of the creator because it's like even though this was such like an emotionally like heart wrenching episode, the fact that we never see their dead bodies I feel like is such a like a bonus because like Yeah, I'm glad they did that. I'm very we glad end they did that. We end on them like forever happy together, just going that, to bed. That, that shot, that, that, that shot though, Ray. Don't that shot remind you of how the second game ended? The second game ended. You talking about? Oh, don't talk. Don't talk spoilers. I'm just. I'm, looked, this, this, this is the only thing I'm asking. That's the only thing I'm asking, Ray. The perspective looks out the window. You see characters walking. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of that. But the thing is, too, I think they talked about it a little bit, like how, like in the uh, behind the scenes thing, that they like was thinking about opening up each episode with the window open. With windows, yeah, because that's how like the games, yeah, yeah, the start screen goes. And so they was like, we decided not to do that, but this is a wink towards that. And like, um, but I feel like we got a little ahead of ourselves, um, in the story, um, and how they achieved. Sorry, go ahead. No, continue. What were you saying? I was gonna say, yeah, 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 jumping. <laughs> I'm, I'm 
working behind the scenes and listening to y'all and you're definitely jumping i was gonna say um i like the the four momentum of the time jump get the spin with them in the two years then seeing them in the four year and then we get to the middle of the year we see joel tess meeting um Yo, when, when, he's, yeah. when when when, he, when we got to the part where ellie was asking about um bill and he said frank was the nice one <laughs> yeah. then we get to the part of joel and tess meeting frank and bill um especially them two and then we get the even though we didn't get the Ellie and Bill portions, we did get um, some a little good um, history between Bill and Joel. Yeah, so I love. Huh? Oh, I was just gonna say, I love that they transferred like basically the the idea of the letter from the game, and they transferred that to Joel. So like, we still got like. I just want you to know I fucking hated you. (laughs) Basically. But like also like lightened a bit to be like, but that's still that makes us friends, right? Like there was still like grudging respect between Mm -hmm. both of them, even though they were both like you could tell they just didn't like each other because they're so similar. Yeah. But to go back to the middle of the story, um, Medina wants to talk about that. It's so bad. It's okay. Fucking we jump around all the time. What's it's fine. Medina <laughs> was talking about that. But like um in the middle of the story, I just think this is smart, this scene suggestion. I think this is the only thing I would say that's left for me to mention in the middle of the story. It's like when Bill was firing off those raiders, you know, like when he was like firing those moms, didn't bother to wake up um Frank, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he was already out there. And that makes you beg to think that, like, how many times has Bill been out there to do that? You know, he was already out there. Like, how many times have he, like, sat out to keep, keep watch to make sure that Frank is safe, you know? And he was like, um, Frank, the only time he was shot yeah. was like, telling Frank to go back inside, you know? Yep. And so, like, yep. the way he, like, wanted to protect Frank and then, like, Frank did, like, that immediate surgery on him and, like, and the moment where it didn't skip, like, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. 20 years. You see... Someone sitting in the wheelchair. This is a smart transition. You sit, see someone sitting on the wheelchair, and we all think it's going to be Bill. Bill. Yeah. Bill. And then it zoomed in. And you see Bill walking up, um, walking up to Frank, and Frank's in the wheelchair. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And that's like clever ass fucking storytelling, like how mm-hmm. it like misdirects the audience. You know, it's just like masterful. Mm-hmm. Just, and then how again because like. Especially when they're going around the town, you can see, like, some of the other buildings are not as put together as they used to be. Um, you know, some of, like, the flower sections are not as great as they used to be, like, showcasing, like, obviously with the decline of Frank, mm-hmm. the town itself is yep. starting to decline. Like, just the, God, fucking just layers upon layers, just, oh, is that good? I love this fucking show. Love this I, goddamn I, I show. What definitely got me was um, when Frank listed out what he wanted for his final day. Yeah. When we get to cool. the final day, I had to rewind it because I lost, like, I moved my head for a second because of uh, noises. And I come back, and then Frank said something. I was like, wait, what? 
and rewind it back. <laughs> yeah. And when he said you put him, when did you put him in the wine? I was like, Oh my god, yeah. I was like, Oh fuck. Okay, not only like doing the supremely romantic gesture of making the same goddamn meal. Yep. Yep. The first day. Same rabbit, the same like uh, uh, the plate position too. The plate, like like, he moved it in the same plate way. Yes. Just the same wine. Yep. Same wine. And then I, to see him do that big gulp back of the wine and for Frank to immediately know, like, yeah. ugh. That's when I was like, I had to rewind it back. I was like, I was like, wait, what the f- Oh, no. It was, it's that realization. Like, I like how they played it out where you having the same realization as the characters having that realization. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, the like just that big gulp and it's like there was there was already some in that wasn't there. Yeah. Enough and to just... kill a horse. But then I also like the fact that we end off on that beautiful shot of them walking into the room. But mm-hmm. like, and we it, get and like... we get we get Joe walking up and he instinctly knew something was wrong when he looked yeah. when Joe looked at the flowers and he's Yep. Yeah, he looked like, at the flowers and was like, "They wouldn't do that." Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, like, um, hopefully, like, they warned him, like, "Don't drink the wine." <laughs> don't well, drink the was wine. Was done. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And, and like the Joe and Ellie was going to the house, right? How like mm-hmm. their um, tomb, their grave site where they both died, and like Joe was trying to get in, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh. he was, like distracted. Because the door closed. Yeah. Like, that like, draft. It was like the it was fucking like, draft from the open window and the open door is what yeah. saved him from having to walk yeah. into yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And like if at the time we didn't know as the reader, as the watcher, right? We thought mm-hmm. it was like a weird force or like, you know, that's closing the door. We know what happened to them. But we didn't mm-hmm. know the door and like open the window and that was the draft. We thought it was like you know, some kind of like, um, um, you know, some like, what you call it, um, like intervention. Yeah, yeah. When in reality, it was kind of like divine intervention, but like explained because it was the draft from the when they opened the window from it, so the house doesn't smell. And so, like, it's, how it's, sweet is that, though? Like, yeah. Just FYI, yeah, probably don't want to go in there, but uh, we did leave the door, the window open, so that the house wouldn't smell. Like, oh, and then of course when it got to that bit from Tess down at the bottom. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And so, oh my, yeah, like I forget, like oh yeah, it, and so I I was watching the analysis of the episode and it froze on that letter and it says like oh, did um, you know. I use everything here to protect test and if you like realize you like if y'all realize y'all love each other and stuff like that blah 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 this pairs well with this you know he was telling them the oh my god that yes quiet, that quiet anger like you know yeah. he wants to just let it out but he's just like let me just have this but just moment. like the absolute like again the kindness showing the different layers of Bill because even in his basically suicide note we'll say goodbye note 
because uh, it, as he said, this isn't the tragic suicide at the end of a play. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still he's still trying to help Joel, even though, as he stated in the letter, he he didn't like him, fucking hated him, and he's still like trying to help, like nudge nudge him to be like, you can label what you have with Tess, and here's a good dinner and here's wine. A good wine to pair with that. Later. Like, oh. Ugh. How much she cried? How much did you I cried so fucking much. I cried so fucking much. Never thought I'd cry over strawberries. I fucking sobbed (laughs) over strawberries. Like, (laughs) I laughed and I cried and I fucking sobbed. Because, like, Jesus Christ. And apparently, the original cut of this episode. Uh, the director's cut was two hours, and yeah. uh, Craig Mason was just like, and I was fucking gutted. He's like, I was crying, and he's like, and I literally said, ow. I said, ow, out loud. <laughs> because... I think, I think and I'm they, like, what is this episode? What is this? What is, give me this. Give me this. I think they need a director's cut for this, yeah. We need a director's cut for this. Like, uh... I think... Ugh. I think this is a solid hour twenty. Uh, I, I I don't need a two hour cut. That's fair, <laughs> but we but, need a two hour but cut. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing, though. Like we don't need it, but I want it. You know. Yeah, yeah. we don't need it. It's I understand why to, they cut it. We have to defend. Oh no, I one hundred percent need it. I to, fucking need that shit. I need it, and I need to feel that pain. We have to defend this cut right here, right? We have the lore. We have the one that's like canon right here right but mm-hmm. doesn't hurt to have that extra director's cut yeah, yeah. Think about it like dlc it's just extra. yeah <laughs> and i am i am so terrified for pittsburgh because if they made me sob this hard uh... with bill and I already sobbed like a fucking baby with Sam and his brother in the game. Uh, How mu- What are they going to change there that's going to just like fucking wait, rip out my heart? Pittsburgh. And what happens Pitt- in Pittsburgh? It's where they crash the car and so there's that band of raiders that has like yeah. that fucking armor tank and, and you meet him. Sam and his brother. Yeah. Okay, well, and you and you saw the, the after thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the after the episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like This was the happy episode. Yeah. Is what they said. Then they the thing is too that like when we saw this thing pick up next episode, we get to see it's not um next story. Now I don't think it's gonna have a next episode, but we get to see a bit of a wink towards Ish's story. Because mm. I have a feeling with like because they're doing such a good job with adaptation that I'm wondering if like you know, most of the big key moments, it's going to be like one per episode. But I feel like Pittsburgh is one you could stretch into two episodes. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're so if they're trying to do like the whole first season is just the the first game because yeah. like, um, I mean, obviously, you know, like there's just so much else we have to do, like the fucking college, goddamn <laughs> left behind. <laughs> It's confirmed that the first season is just the, um, the part one. Yeah, okay. Part, 
So part two is going to be the second season, but I have a, a theory that is going to be split into two since um, I'm not going to spoil it, but like it makes sense for it to be split in two. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be. I feel like it makes more sense to, at least with how far I am in the second game. Yeah, so the second game is going to be split into two seasons, so it's going to be season two and three. So. I'll yeah. let you guys know exactly where I'm at in Last of Us Part Two. Um, I'm playing Abby, and I'm in the basement of the hospital. Oh. And I took one look at that fucking thing, and I turned my PS4 off, and I was like, oh, you oh, saw the Rat King? I'll do this another day. You I'll do the, this another day. You saw the Rat King and said, nope, huh? How oh, fuck is that? Nope, 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 oh, nope. Oh, that you play nope. Abby, and so, um, yeah, you, there's two, so, like, it makes sense to for the second game to be split into two parts, you know, so. Get, um, Abby's perspective and then Ellie's perspective. Correct. Yeah, um. And so far, I'm still I'm still very confused because I don't like. Aside from obviously what happens in the beginning, I'm just like, okay, but no, why do people not like Abby? It's obvious why people don't like Abby. Yeah, but like it, it it's weird that people don't know how to sympathize with Abby. Right, because I'm just like it's literally like it's the same. Her and but Ellie's it, story in that but, game are the same. But the thing is, though, like I I sat there and listened to like. Except, like, so far, Abby hasn't done a lot of the so fucked up said, shit that Ellie has. So I sit down and listen to the spoiler cast for um, Kind of Funny Games for Last of Us Part 2 again. Um, and Neil Druckmann, and this is, like, a part of the reason why people don't like Abby or don't like the story of number two is because it leaked. If you remember that the... Um, the... Oh, so people already had, like, that pre-programmed what the fuck... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have it pre-programmed in their head, and they, like, have that stuck in their head, and that's all they know. They didn't have the context or anything of it, you know? Mm. So Doug Day Hills in, it's like, I don't like this. I don't like this character. I don't like this game. I don't like that they but you do play this character. I don't like that they did this to my favorite character. And they just, like, Doug Day Hills in without any context, and they had, they put their ego on the line, because they can't, mm. you don't want to admit that they're wrong. Like, yeah. Like, no. Good experience so it kind of ruined the game for a lot of people to have it leaked out like this this is not oh, that fucking sucks because like they didn't have that context of abby's story right right yeah so, like when you first like start playing as her you fucking hate her right you fucking like why am i doing this why are you yeah. doing this and come certainly and slowly you find out why you're doing this why yeah. did we do it you know and so a lot of people just like didn't like that, and I, y'all motherfuckers, and I bet not see y'all watch season two and praise it and praise it. I'm gonna call y'all bitch asses out. I <laughs> also better not see you guys directing any hate toward whatever actress they get to be Abby, because I will fuck you up. I For real, some of y'all personally, and I will call y'all asses out. Like an umpire. <laughs> I know, because okay. the, the baritone Laura Bailey got for just voicing Abby was, like, uncalled for. Oh, my God. Yeah, Fucking ridiculous. I hope that they, like, get the same. So, I hope that they get the same act- actors for Lev and Lev's um, sister. Um, oh, my God. They, they're so hope, adorable, oh, and I'm so I, scared. I hope that they reprise their roles for those characters. If I remember correctly, Lev, they were in... Um, some arrow 
I think they was on Supergirl for a while. If I remember uh, correctly, they yeah they joined they 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 went onto the Arrowverse for a while. But he but um I, I think Ian his name's Ian Alexander. Mm. But yeah, I would love for him and the person that played his sister to um reprise their roles because I think they look exactly like their characters, so they can play the characters and look young enough to play them. I was so, gonna say because weren't they like thirteen or something? Older, yeah. I think older teens, older, older. I think it was like mid teens, probably fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, like around the same. I think Lev was low key the same age as Ellie, um, at, when she met Joel, like fourteen probably, because there's like a parallel between those two mm-hmm. character, um, two sets of people. But anyways, yeah. that's my soapbox about like what happened with Lazos Part Two, and like why people hate Abby and why they hate the character because they didn't experience it in the same context you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. In some ways, that's a privilege, you know. No. Like I blocked that shit out. Like I, I didn't like know that happened. I like I blocked everything that was the last that was on Twitter. Like, oh, I'm not looking on Twitter. I'm not doing this. And I also, I also feel like despite the leak. I don't think no one really got the overall theme of letting go and also the theme of like hate and anger and how that fuels the, the individual. Mm-hmm. So that's. Oh, it's because I saw. Is that good? Oh, I was saying, I saw a great like uh, TikTok um, where she doesn't go into like spoilers of the game, which I really appreciate. But she was just talking about how like The Last of Us Two is a Greek tragedy, specifically the one that has like Cassandra, and they have that little Easter egg in the game with that play in the theater called Cassandra because like, and she's like, and as the audience, you guys are Cassandra because you know. where this is going and no one is listening to you like um wow. just tragedy after tragedy and i was like oh this makes this makes so much sense and plus, it makes damn. so much fucking sense there was um a clip of neil Druckmann saying if the if the change needs to be necessary for the sake of the story that they're gonna they're gonna make double down on that change um despite of how it played out in the game so I'm expecting to see a lot more changes going forward with the rest of this um, for the next these last six episodes. Yeah. To to be fair, uh, on that last little bit, I mean I don't know how much we should believe it, but on that last little bit, on, like after the episode, they did say it is their quote unquote furthest departure from the game. Mm-hmm. But. It's okay as the first departure for the game. Because yeah. I feel like at the point that they're making it better decisions and they're making the story better. Yep. And like my question to y'all, real quick, Desmond, um, is do y'all think when this is said and done that we are gonna say that this this adoption is better than the game? Ooh. Uh, oh that's a very interesting question. So far, <laughs> I would say no. That's a very interesting question. So far, only even if we are three episodes, in, I would say no. See, for me, I feel like I want to say yes because we get more. Th- we have gotten a lot more things fleshed out mm-hmm. than we did in the game because, yeah. like, 
obviously, like, even with uh, Joel and Tess's relationship, we have seen throughout these three episodes that they were together a long, long time, whereas the game just didn't really say anything about their relationship and just sort of there you hinted. Go. Long time. <laughs> but, here's a, yeah. Here's an interest. Here's a question, though. Like, you very specifically said because they fleshed it out more than the game. So that means you're coming at it from a perspective of someone who is familiar with the story and mm-hmm. is like enjoying the show because there is more on the things that you wanted from the game. But I think the important question of like, hey, is this story of this better than the story of the game is a very specific question where it's like, okay, is the story of the game independent of the game better than the game's story does that make sense no i I know what you're saying but i feel like like the game itself is always going to be a fucking masterpiece of storytelling especially Mm -hmm. for a video game and it is still such a great story and i think that's why it lends itself to such a great fucking tv show adaptation but at the end of the day Stories, I feel like, especially from whatever medium um, you're telling it in, uh, only matter because of how much you care about the characters in the story. So the importance of the people in the story are what makes the story stick with you. And not even just people, like, you know, like fucking a rat in Paris, France, who wants to be a goddamn chef. You're like... Fucking chase your dreams, Remy. Chase yeah. your goddamn dreams, bro. Like, you know, just as long as the characters um are are believable and genuine and authentic, like it just it helps alleviate the story to just a whole nother like because uh, because this, this is the same uh discord that um people are having with Legend of Vox Machina where there has been big deviations in season 2 like how episode 3 has been a big deviation for Last of Us and it's mm-hmm. and it's like going from someone playing the game and looking at this we can separate the two and like Benny said the game will always be a masterpiece this is going to be hands down the best TV adaptation that's out there. I think so, yeah. Uh, I I would I would not uh bet against it. Like it's it's yeah. gonna be really hard to beat this. Because I, In... I think it's I think it's also telling that it's like, yeah, you don't you don't have that same barrier for entry that a lot of video games do just inherently for a lot of audiences. But it's but it's yeah. still engaging. It's one of the rarities and... where the company let those who have worked on the game actually work on the material to help adapt it. While most right. companies yeah. are like, nah, we don't need you. We we got the gist yeah. of what you created. Yeah. Because, like, they've been talking about adapting this for a long time. Like, originally they were going to do a movie, which I was like, this would not lend to a movie yeah. at all unless you would do, like, maybe, like, a trilogy of movies about the first game because there's just so much story yeah in this what ends up being like it's a what 10 to 15 hour fucking video game however long the first one was yeah. um 
if you don't but do like, anything, it'd be a short game. To to know that like it's in the right hands with like the TV adaptation, um, is just like oh, it it again like I mentioned what did I, I think I mentioned it yesterday like this show is giving me false hope for video game adaptations because this one is so good and I've set the bar so high and so now I'm just like whatever next video game adaptation we get I just know it's gonna be like nowhere near the ballpark because people aren't of this one are we, it's like are the we, same air as are, this yeah. one are we classifying yeah. this live action or that goes for animation I think it's live action because we got some outstanding um, animation ones. Okay. Yeah. Because like Castlevania. Um, yeah, Castlevania. And I feel because like I feel like sort of like like with uh, like animated adaptations, that's almost like a slight cheating. Like it's still adapting it to a new medium, but it's right. still animation because video right. game is animation. Exactly. So it's just like I think we, jumping. I think we I think we touched on it a little bit last episode. Yeah, we did. I think we, yeah. we. I think the only thing we haven't touched on. I feel like with animation, though, it's the. I enjoy the vocal performances. If you like the vocal performances, you would like Castlevania. The thing like, is, it's, it's really well done. It's for me going into Castlevania is someone who did not enjoy the games, so it's like. It's it ha- it's its hey. own thing of the games. Okay. Hey. Hey, it, I never played like I played Castlevania probably like two, like Castlevania two or something, whichever one that had that mm-hmm. ball chain rip on the SNES. Yeah, when I was a kid, um, that I don't remember that. I didn't play Symphony of the Night or any of those other yeah. shit. It is it is literally like, an ad- adaptation. It is not the can, video games. You can like literally just watch this. Yeah, watch, don't know anything about Castlevania. Don't care about the. Cl- Belmonts are any of that bullshit. Yeah, know? it'll 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 establish it its own characters, its own line. You'll see the inspiration from the video games, absolutely, because it's definitely in there and influenced. But it is not about the video games. It is it is it's it's taken its characters from the video games, all that stuff. That's what I mean. It's like it is a really good adaptation because it is not the video games. It is its own thing that stands on its own two feet. Can, can y'all like? Because especially with um, what was that one that came out fucking last year, based off that other like, I can't say like shitty video game, but it's like a very popular game. Um, Edge Runners. Like was it League of League of Legends? Oh. But it's oh, what Arcane. the show was called. Some Arcane. Thank you. Um, yeah, like, in, the, in the same way where Arcane, you don't have to be familiar with League to like Arcane and how like how the story is played out and like the cinematography of it and the animation of it that same way you can enjoy castlevania Mm. oh my favorite thing about that is the show's called arcane but it has the art style of dishonored which is made by arcane studios (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i like that i just still crack up about that with yes. Welcome back to the Space Side Collective Podcast. I've been Desi. Desi is dead, Robson. That has been Benid Lavario. This episode, he has been Desi is quiet. Race squared. We've been us. You've been you. Until the next episode.
Watch out for the Clippers.